the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AK. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome back, welcome back, Ed Martin. Here I am, not still not Andrea K. I am not Andrea K. I sometimes wish I was Andrea K. In terms of being smart and funny and having such a great audience. But I am instead Ed Martin. And in a few hours, you can tune into the Pro-America Report right here on The Answer San Diego. You can go anytime you want to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com, and you can see my show there, links to segments, and follow me. Sign up for the daily email. We have a daily email that goes out. It's called What You Need to Know, the Wink, W-Y-N-K, What You Need to Know. goes out every morning at 5 a.m. Pacific time, 8 a.m. East Coast time. About, I don't know, close to 49,000 people get that every morning. It gives you a couple of different um, nuggets of information and often the link to my opening segment of my radio show and other stories linked to. So it's a good way to get some of the basics and it's what you need to know. So uh, I hope you will uh, go ahead and uh, tune in, uh, sign up there at ProAmericaReport.com. All right. Uh, in this hour, we are going to talk, I mentioned last hour, to Cynthia Hughes, who is the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project. And Cynthia has become a friend of mine. She is, uh, the, she calls herself the mom, a mother to a guy who was arrested for January 6th. The truth of that or the details of that is that it's her, it's her best friend's son. And when her best friend growing up had some trouble, basically Cynthia adopted this boy as into her life. And so he's not an adult. Uh, and um, so she, she, he was arrested and never violence before. He was arrested after going to January 6th and has been through this incredible tumult. And in the midst of it, Cynthia realized she had to help other families that were going through it. Cynthia is married to a cop. Um, she's a Jersey, New Jersey mom, New Jersey wife, New Jersey through and through. And she's a heck of a leader. And I'm helping her a lot. But what I was going to tell you is I represent three of the guys that are in jail in D.C. And I did that because I'm a D.C. bar member. I'm not a criminal defense lawyer. You know, with my 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 day to day hat as a head of a nonprofit that promotes pro-life, pro-family, pro-America policies. But I am a lawyer. And so I keep my bar license. And in the capacity of a lawyer in D.C., uh, I'm, 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 I passed the bar in Missouri and I'm a member of the bar in DC. I could get other criminal defense lawyers into the cases. And so I did that, but I've been involved and I've paid attention closely because I'm technically the lawyer of record. And here's what I want to tell you. We've never seen what's going on with these prosecutors. Uh, the prosecutors in the department of justice. So, so I, I want to, I want to, I want to make two facts plain to you. And I want you to highlight this so that you understand how uh, how the first fact and the second fact fit, fit together, okay? So the first fact is this. There has been an orchestrated effort to tell the American people 
that January 6, 2021 was an armed insurrection. The organized effort to do that has included big government in the form of Congress, the Pelosi Select Committee, which spent millions and millions of dollars to promote only one side of any argument about January 6th, and that was armed insurrection. Okay, so big government, Congress, Pelosi's Congress. The second group is big media. Every cable outlet, every TV station, all the big media, all the all New York Times, Washington Post, all the big media has invested millions and millions of dollars in saying it was an armed insurrection on January 6th. And finally, big tech. Big tech, which knocked Donald Trump off of Twitter and Facebook. And we've now seen the inside of these companies. We know that they are driven by ideology and they have invested millions and millions of dollars in convincing the American people that it was an insurrection, armed insurrection. And it's a lie. It's an out and out lie. It wasn't armed. It wasn't an insurrection. It, it just was. Yes, some people did some dumb things, but it, there's a lot more questions that were never answered. As in, why were there no de-escalation efforts? If you're a, a half a sophisticated law enforcement, you know how to de-escalate, not escalate. Where was the why? Why were there two pipe bombs, actual pipe bombs, on the morning of January sixth? We have photographs of the guy who planted them, and we haven't found the pipe bomber. We we can track down. It looks like. Uh, pretty clear from DNA and other things that that terrible killer in Idaho, he went all the way across the country to Pennsylvania. We tracked him down in about four days and we can't find a pipe bomber who was going to take out senators and congressmen and Kamala Harris on January 6th. So back to my point, first fact, millions and millions of dollars, big tech, big government and big media telling a lie to the American people. And lots of us have believed it. It's much worse than the Russia hoax. Second point, the prosecutors in this case are abusing their position. They're abusing their position by charging people with felonies that shouldn't be charged with felonies, by using laws, one's called the abuse, uh, excuse me, uh, um, uh, obstruction of official proceeding, a felony. It's never been used for the case of interrupting a, a, a legislature. It's been used only for witness tampering. And so they're using this to charge felonies. They're overcharging people. Why? To hammer home that it was an insurrection. Now, at a certain point, you take these two facts and you push them together. You can't get a fair trial when there's tens of millions of dollars of big tech, big media and big government telling a lie to the American people, as well as to the Washington, D.C. juries. You can't get help from leaders and legislators who get scared off because they get some phone calls from people who have been brainwashed by big tech, big media, and big government telling lies. It's an extraordinary trap. And here's where I'll finish with this. If we don't break the January 6th hoax, we will lose the republic because they now have the playbook. The Russia, Russia, Russia hoax was against Trump, and it worked. They forced him out. But the January 6th hoax is meant to be used. You will not be able to protest in front of an election board because you'll disrupt an official proceeding and you'll be charged. January 6th is the keystone of the takeover of this republic by people who don't believe what we believe. And I mean that as in people who think they know best for us in power. They don't respect the Constitution. They don't respect the rule of law. It's a dangerous time. 
All right, we got to run, though, because I want to talk to Cynthia Hughes. We'll talk with Cynthia Hughes in just a moment, and we'll also visit with Mark Mix on what's happening to workers across the country. So we'll take a break and be right back. I'm Ed Martin. I'm filling in for the great Andrea Kay, and you're listening here on The Answer San Diego. Be right back. AK, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea K right here on the Andrea K show and uh Andrea has been uh, great, I have to say. Um, she knows that I have been involved in a lot of the efforts uh, for January 6th defendants and their families, and she's been very encouraging to have me on the air talking about it, but also uh, touching base with me. She's really been a, a, a true believer. And so I know uh, Cynthia Hughes is our next guest. I know Andrea Kay. I bet you, uh, Cynthia, I bet you $10 that after this interview airs, Andrea is going to make sure that she calls you and has you back on because she loves to discover voices like yours. Cynthia Hughes is the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project. If you go to PatriotFreedomProject.com, you'll see uh, the work that they do. Her nephew, Tim, was arrested after January 6th, never had a violent crime in his life, was a military guy, and now he's doing time for having been in the Capitol. It's a a terrifying story, horrifying story, but he is one of hundreds and uh, beside them are thousands of family members and loved ones and, you know, wives and girlfriends and employers and people that are impacted. And that's the larger part of the Patriot Freedom Project uh, is to make sure that the certainly that these guys, mostly guys, but there are some women that are in trouble, get lawyers. And that's a part of it because you got to get the right kind of lawyers that are fighters and that are fearless and cost you money, but also the families. And they, they a lot of these um, men, mostly, again, that are in prison, they have kids and they have um as i often say uh cynthia they they don't a lot of them don't have a mortgage they have rent right they're in that point point in their life where they haven't bought yet or they might buy but they're and so you know you just it's a different uh setup when your rent is due and you're in jail i mean so uh cynthia hughes welcome to the uh program i guess you know for listeners of the andrew k show that haven't heard of you um maybe maybe um how did you end up here i mean uh, this is going on a couple years now but how did you end up doing this <laughs> well ed thank you for having me and uh hello to everybody listening um how did i end up here hmm. well um so you know tim a- as everybody knows him as my nephew um he's not my biological nephew as you know ed right um and i grew up with his parents i was very close with his mother and there were a lot of problems in his home And so periodically throughout his life, he would come and stay with me, especially in the better part of his teens, um, into his adulthood. And, um, some bad things happened to Tim in his life and very unfortunate things. And, uh, I made a pact with him and uh, a decision many, many years ago to, um, end my friendship with his mother so I could be his family. And I don't say that or tell you that because I want people to go, Oh, you know, this person, um, it was just the right thing to do. Uh, I, I've, I've grown up with my own problems and been separated from my mother, unfortunately. Um, you know, when I was a kid and, and so I understood Tim and Tim has been let down by all the adults in his life. Um, and, um, he really just always weighed very heavy on my heart. 
So um, I know that survival mode very, very well. And I had to do it most of my own life. And um, so there was no way I was going to let Tim be alone in this. And um, and so over the course of the two years that Tim has been, well, over two years now that Tim has been incarcerated, um, I would hear him, you know, he would ask me things like, you know, Tim, went, when he went to jail, he had a little bit of money in, the, in his savings account, you know, a few thousand dollars. And he would call me and he would say, um, <clears throat> he would say things like, you know, could you take money out of my savings and put it in so-and-so's commissary? Or could you buy a book for this one? Or could you, you know, could you start a magazine subscription for this one? Could you help this one's wife? You know, and it got to be where, Tim, I can't continue to take money. This is the only money you're going to have when you come out. And we have to be very, you know, very smart about that. And so at the same time, um, you know, we needed to get Tim a new lawyer. He was um, saddled with a um, a CJA and not that he was a bad attorney, but he was a very, um, he hated Donald Trump and he, he could never conversate with Tim or myself without mentioning that to us. And so Tim did not want to move forward with him. Tim was going to represent himself before he had moved forward with him. Oh, and so I just kind of went on a mission to find an attorney that we could afford and, um, you know, that, that maybe I could get appointed by the court. And, and I did. And when I figured out how to do all that and I started talking to different people, um, I just kind of learned and thought to myself, like, I could probably help other people that are in the same predicament as Tim. There's a lot of people that are, you know, in this either behind bars or maybe they got out of jail or maybe they were arrested and they didn't go to jail and they're waiting for their day in court that are alone in this. And it's very sad. And, uh, so I just really felt it on my heart. I really, really did. And, you know, unless you are, unless you have a close relationship with God and you really, you know, understand, you know, the Holy Trinity and, you know, the father and the son and the Holy spirit, you, you can't, you can't make a statement like that. You can't say, well, I really felt that God put this on my heart. I did. I really and truly did. Um, I'm standing strong today because instead of being a victim to my life circumstances, I went to church and I relied heavily on my faith and I developed a very good relationship with God. And that is what has sustained me and kept me, uh, you know, standing. And do, um, do you think what, what's what's the most. Um, so, again, we're talking with Cynthia Hughes. She's the founder and the president of the Patriot Freedom Project um, dot com as a website. And she her organization. And I help her a lot. I'm actually serving the board with her now because uh, I, I have my as listeners of my program know. Uh, and I've talked on Andrea, Andrea Kay's show before. I, I help represent some of these guys. And but um, Cynthia's got now this community of people who the common thread is. Their loved one is either in jail or facing jail because of January 6th. What's the biggest challenge for people? I, and I don't mean like the cost of milk or their rent is, you know, it feels like that, that, that it's not that they're forgotten. It feels like some of it is they're forgotten, but some of it is that, that, that the, the Congress under Pelosi and the media, they, they've tried to make everybody hate them. Is that the big, I mean, I, I guess I should have asked you what's the biggest problem, but I mean, it feels like it's a, it's a terribly difficult thing. Someone going to jail and then it just feels really unfair and unkind. Yeah. I mean, well, Ed, 
you know, there isn't one specific thing. There are multiple things, you know, there's, and, and the cost of milk is one of them, you know, because you have, you have women out here who, you know, relied on, you know, two incomes in their home and with their husband behind bars, that's not, you know, that's non-existent. So you have women, you know, who, you know, can't go and get a second job or take on more hours because they have young children at home. And so, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're turning to social services or maybe that we have, we have here, we have one wife who I connected with last year. She has, uh, you know, three children and um, her husband is in jail. He's been in jail for two years. He took a plea deal. He's now serving his sentence and he's going to be in jail for several more years. I mean, she was going and donating plasma once a month to get extra money to just to put food on the table. Um, so, so that's just one little thing. You know, we have another family um, who's uh, the woman, her husband is one of your clients, uh, Jose Padilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this young lady and her three sons, they were about to have their first visit this week with their loved one. And um, that's not going to happen. Because even though the the jail in D.C. has now opened up and and is allowing, you know, a visit, um, she has three boys and they're only allowing three people in for a visit um, at a time. So what is she supposed to do? Choose between her three sons. Um, So they're not going to have that, you know, that visit now with with uh, with their loved one. And I think that that is that's another challenge. Let's talk about the lawyers. You know. you have lawyers who have young children, you know, let's talk about attorney Joe McBride. He has, you know, two babies basically at home. You know, you're talking time away from your children, your home, your family, long periods of time, long stretches of time. You have to comb through discovery, evidence, you know, figure out who your witnesses are going to be, figure out who the government's witnesses are going to be. The the list is long with, with the challenges in this. And you just have a government that does not care. These judges, they do not see, you know, the peril beyond the defendant that is standing in front of them. Now, don't get me wrong, Ed. You and I have talked about this. We don't condone any acts of violence towards the police or any member of Congress. Right. But there's a lot to be said here and there's a lot of digging to do. And we need to get to the bottom of a lot of things. Um, you know, we know Ashley Babbitt was murdered. Um, you know, we know Roseanne Boylan was murdered. We know there were some other questions about people possibly being murdered. Um, there's, there's too much here. There is just too much here. And we have a DOJ and a government that doesn't care about American citizens. They don't care what's happening in the homes of these men. And they're jailing people on nonviolent crimes. And they're just, they're being spiteful because they don't like President Trump. And that is really what it boils down to. And it is a sick game that this government is playing. We're talking again with uh, Cynthia Hughes, and she's the founder of the Patriot Freedom Project, uh, patriotfreedomproject.com. If you go there, you're listening to the Andrea K Show, Ed Martin filling in for Andrea K. Um, Cynthia is, um, is the, I, I, it's crazy to say that I know this, but our listeners may not. It, it's, it's not even like half over. I mean, it, it, a lot of these, 
men again mostly are still in jail they haven't had their trials the many are haven't been sentenced um more more kind of surprising to me and, and not kind of really surprising is the fbi is contacting people saying we're going to come arrest you for what happened to you two plus years ago i mean it's it's not it's not stopping is my point it's not it may it may be slowing in the sense that it's now a steady rhythm um it's not like a hundred at once but it's but it's not it's not changing no, it, it it really isn't. And um, I think that, you know, as we come into the presidential campaign season, which we know is going to ramp up here very soon, um, I, I see this getting a lot worse. You know, there are people in Congress, in the Senate, um, in the country that are going to do anything and everything they possibly can to keep Donald Trump off of the 2024 ballot. And to do that, they're going to step on Americans. They're still arresting people. They're still, uh, they're not really conducting the violent raids that we were seeing in the beginning of this. And let me tell you, those raids were really, really violent. I mean, women were being, they were, I mean, they had guns pointed at them, children, doors kicked in, you know, homes were being, you know, just turned upside down. You know, we have a family in Florida, um, you know, where uh, their, their home was raided, violently raided. And um, it's a farm. It's a big piece of property. There was a ton of agents that came there. They were throwing flash bombs everywhere. Um, the bathroom in, in this home caught on fire because of a, a flash, you know, the flashbang. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of fallout here. And a lot of this, this is never going to go away for anybody. You know, even once the dust eventually settles, which I don't see happening for several years, um, these people are going to live with this forever. You know, we're going to live with this forever. Tim, my nephew is going to live with this forever. You know, he had a hard life as it is. Um, and, and, you know, maybe had trust issues if, if you will, mm -hmm. and think about what that's going to be like for him now. You know, he was in the army. Uh, he was an army reservist. He was just about to hit his 12th year. He was kicked out of the army. Like he was nothing by this government. They didn't even wait for his charges to be adjudicated. He's going to come out here to nothing. They took his uh, job. They took his um, his his career in the military. They took his housing because he lived on a military base. They took his freedom. They denied him his First Amendment rights. He's behind bars because of words, because of pictures, because of books that he reads and nothing else. He is not behind bars because of his participation on January 6th. He is behind bars because this DOJ, the prosecution, and most of all, the judge, did not like him. And that is the uh, bottom line. Cynthia, before we run out of time again, Cynthia, who's our guest, and she's the founder and president of the Patriot Freedom Project dot com. One of the things that I was uh, drawn to when I, you know, a lot of people are are worried about certain things. They get involved in certain sort of political activism. When I met Cynthia and uh, and talked to her, you're you're focused on sort of the human side of this, the impact on people. The the Patriot Freedom Project uh, runs a, a weekly call. It's kind of a support call, does a prayer call, has different things going on. Has a Christmas party with Santa for some of the some of the uh, um, the kids of these uh, uh, inmates now. Um, tell our listeners about this docu series that you know, and I've helped you. We developed uh, that that really 
it it shows the faces, not not even of the lawyers. There's some good lawyers, and we want to highlight them. You mentioned Joe McBride. There's a guy named Nick Smith who's really talented. It's good, and I'm happy to highlight lawyers. But lawyers kind of get paid, and their livelihood is to figure out how to do well. These families are are really striking, and they're and they really get you to understand the impact. And tell tell our, our listeners and, and where to find the trailer for uh, this docu series that's coming out in the next few weeks. Yeah. So, um, you know, our docuseries, um, I wanted to, you know, I was watching all these different documentaries that were coming out and, and, and they're very important. We, we need to have them and, and they, they tell a story, you know, some are very, uh, very credible and very profound. Some others, not so much, but, um, but they don't really talk about, you know, the, the human travesty. And, and to me, that's, that's the women and the children, um, and even the lawyers in some fashion. Right. Um, so I felt it was really important that we create a docu-series, not so much a documentary, but a docu-series to show what is happening to, you know, these American families and how these children are being separated from their fathers. You have babies, you have babies, um, you know, that were infants when their dad went to jail. Um, and you have kids that are going to be separated from, from their fathers for many years. Um, and I felt it was very important that the country saw the human the humanitarian side of this. And, and that's what you're going to find in episode one, which is going to be out um, in the coming days, as a matter of fact. And so to see the trailer, uh, you can go to dueprocessdenied.org and you can learn all about our docuseries and, um, and see the trailer to the upcoming uh, three-part series uh, and possibly more than that. Um, uh, Alex Brusewitz, he is the uh, producer um, with X Strategies of the the docu series, and um, we have you're you're gonna. All I can say is when you see it, whoever watches it, and it's going to be free. You better have a box of tissues because <laughs> I can't even get through it without. And I'm and I'm living it, and I'm and I'm connected with these families, but it's brutal. It's brutal. Well, Cynthia Hughes, thank you, as always, for your time and uh, and especially to introduce you to the Andrea Kay Show and her great listeners. Uh, we appreciate what you're doing and uh, we will put up on social media links to all that. And uh, and we'll make sure I'll make sure that I get all your contact info to Andrea so she can have you back on, especially when the, some of these uh, docuseries uh, roll out. So we'll take a break. You're listening to the Andrea Kay Show. I'm Ed Martin filling in. Don't worry. Andrea will be, will be back. Andrea will be back. She's uh, on assignment, as I love love to say, uh, and she's doing great. So we'll be right. We'll be back in a moment right now it's ed martin again andrew k show be right back ak dynamite and address or just andrea k whatever you call her don't call her fake news it's the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here, and we are on The Answer San Diego, and uh, my friend Mark Mix has been in the mix. There you go, Mark. I'm sure you, I'm not the first person to do that. He's the president of the National Right to Work Committee and has been in the mix, has been in the fight for decades. Um, he's also the president, by the way, of the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. I'll put both of those up on social media. You know, I, I, Mark, as I was uh, preparing, I was talking to Andrea Kay, uh, one, of our, one of our hosts. I don't know if you've been on her show before, but um, about the fact that we're up against 
uh, President Biden and the State of the Union. Thankfully, most of our listeners wouldn't be bothered. But I, I want to ask the, the, uh, you about this, about the question of of workers and about um, where we are as an economy and as a culture of you know business and and entrepreneurship and all um, under Joe Biden. Is this, I hate to say it like this is a bit of a setup. Is it as bad as it seems? I mean, everything the unions want, it feels like Biden does. Well, that's right, Ed. And everything that the unions want is the ability to take more rights away from individual workers. And it's not surprising when you follow the narrative of this president. I mean, and, and the State of the Union address, for those that uh, want to jump over there real quick, I don't recommend it. Stay here. Stay, <laughs> so here, stay here with that. Stay here. Yeah, stay here with that. Um, but he's going to talk about, you know, union this and union that. And really, when you decipher what he says, and it's not hard to decipher, Ed, he's talking about more power for union officials to force more workers under union monopoly bargaining and representation, because that's really what he's talking about. When he talks about, you know, uh, the union this and union that, he's talking about union power. And, you know, when you think about it in context, only 6% of the private sector workforce is unionized today in America. And wow. so he's basically kowtowing to a very small minority, of, well, even smaller because he's kowtowing to union officials, let alone rank and file workers, but he's ignoring the path and 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 the problems of of the ninety four percent of the workers out, out there that labor without union representation and they get paid and they get vacations and they get benefits and the notion that this everyone has to be unionized is ridiculous but that's what he's saying if you tune over in there but I don't recommend it again but that's probably what he's saying <laughs> yeah. today yeah uh, we're talking with Mark Mix by the way again he had almost twenty years ago twenty years ago this year Mark uh, became the president uh, of both the committee and the foundation National Right to Work as a movement that's really um, as as Mark has described it, it's about empowering the workers against what I think was the small C corruption, sometimes big C corruption of uh, union officials over time. Right. And there's a history you can write about how when unions started 120 years ago, many of them were trying to protect people. At a certain point, the the the, the you know, the system flipped. Uh, and I think that's what Mark uh, addresses really well and all across the country, uh, especially you'll see him over in Fox and Friends and other places. Uh, Mark, you, you I got something forwarded to me of yours um, referring to, hey, look. If you had a freedom of speech in this country or the Second Amendment and you were only allowed to use it like an hour a day is the one on freedom of speech. And I think people feel that even more differently. The second example, Second Amendment, you know, if someone said, yeah, you're right to keep and bear arms, but only on the weekend. Right. But freedom of speech, I think people feel that one more palpably now. And your point was workers have lost their uh, freedom and are losing it. it. Let me push back for a second and say, is it? Is that a constitutional right? Is that is that is that what you're the Janus decision? Does that make it clear that that's what we're dealing with? It and I think you should explain, walk us through that for our listeners to understand how that's uh, a constitutional protection, not just a good idea, not just a good policy. Yeah, absolutely, Ed, and thanks for you. You understand it exactly, but let me explain what happened and what the Janus decision is about, and what this violation of free speech is coming down to. And this Biden administration once again saying that you, yeah, we recognize your free speech rights, but they only they only exist for twenty four hours out of every year. And I'll I'll start with the general and get we get down to the the specifics about what's happening and what the Biden administration is trying to do. Right. You know, unfortunately, in this country, Ed, as you mentioned, going back to the nineteen thirties and even before, union officials have striven for the ability to control workers and force them into these collectives where they become the exclusive monopoly bargaining agent for all workers in a, in a unionized situation. Meaning that if you're an individual 
individual, you can't speak up. You can't talk to your employer. The employer can't talk to you. You have to go through a union official in order to communicate about terms and conditions of employment where you work. And so this monopoly power is unique. It really is. I mean, there's no other place where we can go in statutory law except labor policy where you can create an agency over me, Ed, without my agreement without a meeting of the minds, without consideration, without duress, and without the legality of it being proven. Those are the elements of a contract. Yet in labor policy, we give union officials the power to set up a kind of a new agency relationship saying, well, Ed, you didn't vote for me. You didn't want me. You didn't ask for me. But because of your brothers and sisters voted for me by one vote more than than your side voted, I now speak for you and you can't speak for yourself. Obviously, we've argued over the years in what have been a series of Supreme Court cases and Supreme Court arguments going back to the 1970s, that that's a violation of your freedom of speech and further a violation of your freedom of association. Well, in 2018, we finally got to the Supreme Court with a case that had nothing left in the refrigerator, if you will. And I liken this to going to a delicatessen and asking for a quarter pound of roast beef. And they reach in there and grab that big hunk of, of roast beef and they slice off some, they give it to you. And then you come back the next week and the next week and you do it because you like roast beef. Well, at some point they reach into that cooler and there's nothing left. And when the Supreme Court got the Janus decision in 2018, there was nothing left but the First Amendment when it came to compulsory forced payment of fees to government entities for the privilege to work for your government. And so the Supreme Court in a majority decision said these workers, government workers, have a First Amendment right to opt out of any forced payment of fees to unions because everything that unions do in the public sector is politics. They're redressing government. They're trying to convince government how to spend resources, how to raise resources, and how to basically run the government. And so the Supreme Court said, you know, we've got First Amendment constitutional protections. Well, when they said that, it started a four-year ongoing odyssey that we've been in since that time, defending those rights against workers. And now we have the Biden administration using the Federal Labor Relations Authority to say, oh, yeah, we recognize you have a constitutional right, but that right will only exist for 24 hours every year. And if you miss it, you're forced to compel speech for the next 364 days. Yeah, that that's, I think, Mark, you know, uh, you explained it well, and I think it's important for people to realize uh, the um, power of the federal government, these regulatory agencies, they come up with something like that, um, and they say, hey, yeah, yeah, of course it's constitutional, right? We're just going to limit it in time, and it's going to be limited because of these criteria, and they make up the criteria, and they, they make them sound good, and then you, you, you worker, normal person have to sue to protect yourself. Now you got to get a lawyer. Everybody hates lawyers. You know, you got, they're expensive. You got to do this, that, and the other thing. And it's a real burden. And the trick of the massive state is to sort of outlast you and to outweigh you and to outspend you. It's kind of like when big tech swamps these smaller uh, inventors because the inventors, I come up with one patent. Well, Google's got a thousand lawyers on salary that are going to beat me down on my patent. And I'm going to have to be spending my life savings and and burning through my uh, retirement. And and the uh, and in this your case, the government, when it's Biden and they're, they're putting the thumb on the scale, you know, you're, you're you basically have to litigate all the way back through, which, by the way, it, it argues uh, well for uh, your work and for the importance of, uh, you know, the, the 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 idea of having both the National Right to Work Committee as well as the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. But it's a burden. And so let me ask you, what's the ideal solution? I mean, you're always going to end up with some a Democrat, unfortunately, winning president sometime back and forth, back and forth. Is there a way that this could go up and be clearer? Are you hoping for a better case where the courts say, no, 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 that's not how it works? 
Yeah, I think so, Ed. And I think there's 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 debate about that ongoing right now, and it's been go- ongoing for a while. But it seems like it's gathered some new energy. And and Ed, you probably have, have talked about this before, but it's called the Chevron Doctrine, right? Right. And the idea is that you know the 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 legislature passes something, they pass a statutory law, right. it becomes into effect, and then it goes to the agencies for kind of putting meat on the bone, if you will. And the right. idea of interpreting what the statute means as it as it occurs every day in, in commerce or whatever. And so that EPA versus West Virginia case had brought this to the attention. Well, there's been other cases that have been up and talked about, but the West Virginia EPA case was one where the court said, you know what, we may have to take a deeper look at right. this idea of what the agencies do and kind of the license that they've they've claimed once a statute is passed and they perform these regulatory, you know, interpretations. And there's no place where it's happened more than that under the National Labor Relations Act, where the National Labor Relations Board through precedent or through rulemaking or through just interpreting their interpretation of the law, where the, the NLRA has been, you know, basically swollen to a point where the, the rights that were originally attended for workers, the right to refrain from unionization that's written into the preamble of the National Labor Relations Act has been so decimated and so larded up with barnacles that are, you know, non-statutory that there has to be something done about the agency creep that comes with, yeah. you know, all of these independent agencies and those that are that are making new precedent. So I think there's that's kind of a kind of a tangent off of the labor policy that we operate on. But we're sensitive to that notion because everything we do. To your point, Ed, and you made it very well. You know, these workers are up against a, a battery of lawyers, whether it be by the government or by the organized labor officials, and we're fighting over what maybe. And I know it's not immaterial, but a thousand dollars a year. Right. And to your exactly. point, when you go find an yeah. attorney and he says, right. "Well, I'm going to need a five thousand dollar retainer to yeah. represent you," <laughs> right, right, yeah, no, I mean, oh, there's there's not not a lot of, I mean, principle is nice and all, but you got to pay the bills, and and they, you know, but and and I think um, we're talking with Mark Mix again, and I will put up on social media links to uh, his websites and what they're doing. Um, but this is one of the problems. I I, I keep telling my listeners are tired of hearing about it. Um, but I, I maybe they are. I I've been listening to a book on tape on Grover. Cleveland. And when he was out of office, he came back into office. Uh, you know, he's the one president that was um, thrown out of office and then came back again to win a second term. And um, and and one of the things that I um, fascinated with him is he lost because of the tariff issue. And be- but but he really lost because the workers, the country decided that, they, that he wasn't supporting the workers. I mean, that he that he was not paying attention to the workers. And but back then, the budget was like 50 million dollars. No kidding. Something crazy like that. Like there was no power in Washington. Why? Because there hadn't been an income tax. There's no federal income tax until the early 1900s. So he didn't have a lot of tools to build up the arsenal. Now you go to Washington, there's building after building. That's a cliche. That's the building after building isn't what's important. There's bureaucrat after bureaucrat who can make your life costly and delayed and make your business spend six months fighting through red tape at a certain point, you wonder if it's reversible. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you look at the stats of just the number of lobbyists in Washington, DC, and I, this is what you're, this is a (laughs) real manifestation of what you're talking about. I I think it was, I looked at this one time and during the the beginning of the George W. Bush administration, there was something like 5,000 lobbyists in Washington, DC registered. 
at the end of his eight years, there were 35,000. Wow. Now, what does that tell you about the power of government and right. how it grows? Right. And I suspect the number is even greater today because wow. governments involved the federal government. And let's get this correct. The federal yeah. government has gone way outside the fence posts that were originally established for them under the specifically enumerated powers that they would have. And, you know, one right. of the pot problems that we deal with every day is this expansion of labor policy. When you go back and you made the point earlier about unions and going back to, you know, 120 years ago, and you are right. When you go back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, Samuel Gompers, the father of the American labor movement, the gentleman that, you know, the textbooks refer to as the, you know, the leader of the worker movements back at the turn of the century then, was all in favor of volunteerism. He said that the workers of America adhere to voluntary institutions because anything that, that is forced together through compulsion is inherently weaker than anything brought together through volunteerism. And that makes perfect sense. And yet, now we have a union, you know, officialdom that is so reliant on government power and basically all of their power comes from government decrees that they've got to spend billions politically every two years, Ed. Right. And this is no surprise to anybody. And the reason is because government gotten so doggone big. Yeah. And that just kind of rolls back and spills back to the Chevron doctrine and exactly. the precedents and the NLRB and cases like this where the federal relations of Federal Labor Relations Authority is going to tell you that your constitutional rights only exist for 24 hours. Yeah. Well, Mark, it's a very helpful service. I've told you before, Mark Mix is the president of the National Right to Work Committee and the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation, and especially in terms of I know you do you're in the fight for uh, your members and for lots of folks, but it's also just educating all of us on this. I think it's an important it's it, we have to get a mindset uh, that includes a sort of the practical um, return of power. You know, you, you, oh, let's give power back to the states. Well, that sounds good, but it's easy, easy kind of, to, that's easy to outlast if you're a politician or elected official. <laughs> Very specific uh, opportunities to say, roll this back so that there's more uh, clarity on things or, um, is really important. So thanks for taking the time. Mark Mix, everybody. And I, I didn't even get into, I was going to, I'm sorry, our show originates out in San Diego. I was going to get into some of the question of, uh, the jobs numbers and what it really means for workers as opposed to how they're playing games and, and what this, uh, influx of millions and millions of, uh, of illegal, uh, um, immigrants is doing, but we don't have time. So we'll have you back again. Mark Mix, everybody. Thank you, Mark. Uh, we will, uh, we'll be in touch and we'll put it all up on social media. Thanks very much. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate the opportunity. All right. Uh, that's uh, we'll, we'll take a break and we come back. We've got a lot more. Don't forget, you can go to Andrea K. Show at Andrea K. Show on Twitter and you follow me at Eagle Ed Martin. And I'll put all the Mark Mix's stuff up on social media, too. Be right back. I'm uh, here on The Answer San Diego. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here for Andrea K. It's the Andrea K Show, and I want to uh, once again say I'm not Andrea K, uh, but I love Andrea K. I really do. I love her, and she's amazing, and she's talented, and she's great. So it's been great to fill in for her. Uh, you can reach me, by the way, ed at phyllisschlafly.com, ed at phyllisschlafly.com. If I've said something to make you happy or sad or angry or mad, I guess angry and mad are the same things. You can uh, uh, send me an email, edit Hey, um, <clears throat> let me just say this. 
finishing. I tell my folks, I only get an hour every day. The Pro-America Report's only an hour. And so it's awesome to have two hours. There's a lot of ground to cover. It also, I, I wonder if Andrew feels this. Sometimes you feel like you've been on a long time. You, you don't remember as well um, how, uh, how what you covered earlier. You know, I mean, I know my guests today, John Schlafly. Thank you for coming on. Paul Kangor, Dr. Paul Kangor, Woody Woodrum, San Diego's own. Uh, and then Cynthia Hughes, of course, from the PatriotFreedomProject.com and Mark Mix. Great guests. But sometimes you don't remember the comments and the commentaries you've made. So I, I feel that way. I, I can only imagine. What somebody like Rush Limbaugh did when he did three hours a day, five days a week for 40 years. It's incredible. It's incredible. Anyway, um, so um, but I just want to say this. One thing I tell my folks to do to listen to me is in the midst of all this chaos, you've got to find the voices who inform you, who you trust, whom you trust. Find those voices and, and sink in with them. And, and drop your roots in with them. Sometimes it's, it's, um, authors. Sometimes it's historical people, but a lot of times it's Andrea Kay or it's Ed Martin or whoever it is. Sink your roots in. And the answer San Diego with the Salem radio network has a lot of these good guys. Eric Metaxas's book. I'm reading that letter to the American church. Phenomenal, but sink your roots in, get your roots in, and then you can move out from there into whatever you're doing. So find those voices that you, re- that you trust. Sink your roots and then move out. You got to do all three, though. Find them, sink them, and move. Don't find them and sink them and just think. Move. Action. We need more action. So uh, I hope you'll do that, and I encourage you, again, reach out to me. I, I do want to say thank you, as always, to Noah Dingley, our great producer of the Andrea K. Show, the Pro-America Report. He- he's just awesome, and we do a lot. I do a lot of moving parts. He makes it all work. He's just phenomenal. Um, so thank you to Noah. I have a great pro- associate producer out in St. Louis, uh, and his name's Ryan Height. Does a great job. Thank you to Ryan, and thank you for listening. Support Andrea Kay, make her one of those voices, sink your roots, and then move, act. Uh, thank you for uh, having me as a guest here on the Andrea Kay uh, show. She's awesome, and uh, we'll talk again soon. It's Ed Martin signing off. Have a great, great night, everybody. AK. Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back, welcome back. Ed Martin here for Andrea K. It's the Andrea K. Show, and I want to uh, once again say I'm not Andrea K. Uh, but I love Andrea K. I really do. I love her, and she's amazing, and she's talented, and she's great. So it's been great to fill in for her. Uh, you can reach me, by the way, Ed at phyllisschlafly.com. Ed at phyllisschlafly.com. If I've said something to make you happy or sad or angry or mad. I guess angry and mad are the same things. You can uh, uh, send me an email, edit phyllisschlafly.com. Hey, um, <clears throat> let me just say this. Finishing, I tell my folks, I only get an hour every day. The Pro-America Report's only an hour. And so it's awesome to have two hours. There's a lot of ground to cover. It Also, I-, I wonder if Andrew feels this. Sometimes you feel like you've been on a long time. You, you don't remember as well um, how, uh, how 
what you covered earlier. You know, I mean, I know my guest today, John Schlafly. Thank you for coming on. Paul Kangor, Dr. Paul Kangor, Woody Woodrum, San Diego's own. Uh, and then Cynthia Hughes, of course, from the Patriot Freedom Project.com and Mark Mix. Great guests. But sometimes you don't remember the comments and the commentaries you've made. So I, I feel that way. I, I only, can only imagine what somebody like Rush Limbaugh did when he did three hours a day, five days a week for 40 years. It's incredible. It's incredible. Anyway, um, so, um, but I just want to say this. One thing I tell my folks to do, listen to me, is in the midst of all this chaos, you've got to find the voices who inform you, who you trust, whom you trust. Find those voices and, and sink in with them and, and drop your roots in with them. Sometimes it's, it's, um, authors. Sometimes it's historical people, but a lot of times it's Andrea Kay or it's Ed Martin or whoever it is. Sink your roots in. And the answer San Diego with the Salem radio network has a lot of these good guys. Eric Metaxas's book. I'm reading that letter to the American church. Phenomenal, but sink your roots in, get your roots in, and then you can move out from there into whatever you're doing. So find those voices that you, re- that you trust, sink your roots and then move out. You got to do all three though. Find them, sink them and move. Don't find them and sink them and just think move action. We need more action. So uh, I hope you'll do that. And I encourage you again, reach out to me. I I do want to say thank you as always to Noah Dingley, our great producer, the Andrea K show, the pro America report. He's just awesome. And we do a lot. I do a lot of moving parts. He makes it all work. He's just phenomenal. Um, so thank you to Noah. I have a great pro- associate producer out in St. Louis, uh, and his name's Ryan Height. Does a great job. Thank you to Ryan, and thank you for listening. Support Andrea K. Make her one of those voices. Sink your roots, and then move. Act. Uh, thank you for uh, having me as a guest here on the Andrea K. Uh, show. She's awesome, and uh, we'll talk again soon. It's Ed Martin signing off. Have a great, great night, everybody. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.